Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes We're back Yeah This is episode number 86 of American Brews and Tunes 86, 86, 86 isn't that whenever, uh, like, let's 86 that? Yeah, if you're in a diner, they're like, I'd like a cheeseburger, but 86 the cheese. Yeah, get rid of it, cut it. Yeah, what a strange, why don't they just say cut the cheese? I don't know. It's gotta mean, I don't know what the origin of that. If anyone knows, let us know, because I'm curious. Yeah. Even though we could just purchase ourselves, but that's all right. Boring. Uh, anyways, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Wow, thanks for joining us for a very fun little one-off episode. Yeah. For those of you who don't remember what a one-off is, well, actually, this isn't a one-off, technically. It's a recommendation. Yes, that's, that is very true. Um, we were recommended by my lovely lady, Rebecca Romeo, to listen to the album Kaleidoscope Heart by Sarah Bareilles. Oh, yeah. You guys all know her and love her as the person who made the, that one love song. <laughs> Called that love song. She doesn't want to write. You Wait. What are the lyrics of that song? I'm not going to write you a love, love song because he asked for it. it. Because if we need one, make or break it. I'm not going to play today. Yeah. <laughs> very catchy song. My 10th grade English teacher used to sing that all the time. That's very strange. It was weird. She would just like, we would be like doing our own separate reading and then she would just all of a sudden burst out singing. Not going to write you a love song because you asked for it because yeah. you need she one. She gives that little blue note there almost. Need one. Yeah. But anyway, what was Anyways. her name? I can't remember what her name was. Mrs. Sarah Bareilles fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's, yes. it's, it's quite, a, quite an album. We, we will focus on that in nay but a few minutes. Yeah. But, but f- before that, let's talk about what we always talk about when we're not talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about beer, of course. And of this course. one is, uh, is going to be an interesting one. Is it, though? Yeah, it will. Um, it's from a local brewery in, in Nashville, Tennessee, in East Nashville, Tennessee, uh, called Southern Grist Brewing Company, and this is their beer called Liquid Karma, and it is a sour beer. Um, I'll uh, read a little bit about it right now. Sure. Um, well, I guess it's a collab. They joined forces with the Candy Beer Guru, whoever that is. I have no idea, and brewed a sour ale with rainbow sour belts. So I'm assuming that means those like sour candies, right? Yeah, if if you've ever seen a sour belt, it's it's flat. Yeah, and it has um, all the colors of the rainbow and all those white little the sh- sour sour sugar crystals that they put yeah. dust it with. I'm sure you've you've seen them in one capacity or not, but this it's yeah. all up in this beer. Yeah, and there's a a moose on the front of the beer. Oh. And it's in like a weird like rainbow like reflective colors on it. Yeah. Looks what, pretty cool. What's the alcohol content on here? Uh, it is ten percent. But yeah, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. If you look at the can, the ten percent is a sticker. Yeah, they've taped over the original percentage, which was what, like six? It was much lower. Like it might have even been four. I, I can't remember. But they really, wonder. either accidentally or intentionally, made this higher gravity. Yeah, and I don't they know. Were like, whoops, we already printed the labels. Yeah, <laughs> so they just corrected it. That's pretty crazy. Uh, very crazy indeed. But we like Southern Grist. I think we've reviewed. A f- at least something from them. I'm pretty sure you've had a beer, yeah, one of their beers in the I podcast. I have had a couple. I know I've had the Broken Nut and maybe another one or yeah, two. Yeah, Broken Nut, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's crack this open and see what it looks like and see what it tastes like. <laughs> 
Yes, that is exactly what we are going to do. The best sound in the world. Is it? One of the best. Yeah. The other best sound in the world is a fart. That's a good sound, too. It's just a, ooh, this color it looks like Mountain Dew. It kind of does look like Mountain Dew. It's real... It's like... It's not as neon yellow, though. What? And it, it does... It kind of smells like... Like sour ropes. Yeah. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't necessarily say Mountain Dew. I mean, it kind of looks like Mountain Dew a little bit. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a little duller. If I had to, if I had to, uh, I guess maybe it would be closer to mellow yellow. Yeah, I could, I can see that. <laughs> guess slightly duller if you, yellow. If you put Sierra <laughs> Mist into your Mountain Dew, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, it smells tart. It really does. It does smell like um, the candy. Yeah, it's kind of, it's pretty weird. And I don't know like about it's, you, it's pretty spot on. But in the head, I've got some little green particles. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's because it was at the end of yours. Could be. Take a look at the top. Oh, yeah. Weird, I huh? I don't have anything like that. Yeah. Probably. But oh, I, I do have some sediment in mine, too. No, I see it now. There are, the sediment in mine is green. There are a, there are a couple. Maybe there's little bits of candy in mine. I don't know. It could uh, be. Let's say we give this a cheer and the try. Let's do it. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes, Down the Sour Belt Hat. Ooh, that is quite tart. You might want to pucker up, <laughs> uh, but it uh, it does taste wow. like the candy. That is that is really interesting and weird. Would you say it's true to the taste? True to the description? Yeah, yeah, I would, would say, say it is. Yeah, from what I remember, I haven't eaten like a sour can't like a sour rope in a while. Um, the last thing that I ate that was pretty similar is a sour patch kid. Yeah. And that tastes like exactly like it if you were to liquefy it and make it cold in mm. beer form. <laughs> yeah, that would be this. It tastes it's, really good. Actually. It's got a lot of really good flavors in it. I'm it having a really, hard really time good, yeah. explaining it other than it, it really just tastes like it's tart and it tastes just like that candy. That's exactly what, what it tastes like. Like It's weird. I keep getting little bits of this beer and it's just straight green out of the can. Sorry, I'm, I'm just... Pouring the rest in and it's just really green. Here, now that I poured the rest of it, in, look at the top. <laughs> it's just all green. It's like candy settlement. Is there any more in there? there Maybe a drop or two, or maybe not. I huh? see it right there. I quite like this beer. It really doesn't taste like beer. It tastes like no. <laughs> it tastes like a liquefied sour rope. Yeah, I'm drinking candy right now. I'm not, I'm not disappointed by that fact. I'm just drinking yeah, candy. Yeah, and it, it it does not taste like 10% either. No, it doesn't. It's w- very well hidden. Probably like in, a, it, in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in a bad way. If you're sitting outside you put, on a hot day, you could probably put a quite, like, quite a few of these back. Think about if you were to mix uh, this with rainbow sherbet. Ooh. That would be really good. I might have to do that. It would be a sherbet <laughs> rainbow float. <laughs> to the max. Oh I think gosh. I might try that sometime. Well, I don't know next time I'm huh? going to see this beer, but... Yeah. Like, if you get a, a really good sour beer, like the Sour Monkey or something, and then put some sherbet... Ooh, that sounds good. But specifically this beer, though, because this one it in literally tastes like candy. Yeah. It's so weird. They also have a Skittles one. It's called, like, Skit Hills. Skit Hills. <laughs> and it, it tastes like Skittles. It's weird. Ooh. It's not as sour, but it does taste like the candy. Anyway, um, uh, good beer. I'm yeah. enjoying it. I am, too. 
Shall we uh, move on to the album? Yes. Um, like we said before, this is Kaleidoscope Heart by Sarah Bareilles. Yep. This album came out in 2010. 2010. What a good year. Yeah. Um, Got out of high school that year. Yeah. Oh, finally. Other things happened. Other things <laughs> happened, yeah. <laughs> you know, the world continued from 2009. 2009, yep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> Sarah Bareilles is a singer-songwriter. Um, she mainly focuses on the piano, but she does have some guitar, and you might be super, might be surprised. Surprised, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, mostly piano driven, but yeah. she definitely has uh, like acoustic guitar mostly, and a couple in this album anyway. A couple of uh, a couple other things here, a couple other electric guitar licks every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought she was a music major. I was doing some research, and I I just kind of assumed she was a music major. Yeah, because um, she, she seems pretty proficient on the piano and her, yeah, her writing style sure. seems like it's learned of i don't know chord progressions that mm-hmm. might be theory based um but she was not oh, really? she was a communications major um i mean she wasn't in an acapella group in in college um, but apparently she didn't think she was good enough to be a music major really yeah curious huh well he, you proved yourself wrong sarah Bareilles. Yeah, you proved yourself very wrong. in case she's listening you were wrong yeah <laughs> you were very wrong <laughs> Miss <laughs> Miss Lady. <laughs> yeah. I only really knew a handful of her songs before this. I only knew a uh, love song. I knew love and song. And then who made you king of anything? I yeah, that. Okay. Did you ever hear Brave? I want to see, see you be brave. brave. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was Katy Perry. It's, not, it's got this, this very similar beat to the Roar song. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Um, I think like chord wise and melodically is different, but the. Brave. the yeah, yeah. Uh, Becca showed me a mashup of those two. Really? When you put the beats together. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. They came out months apart from each other, too. Really? Yeah. That's probably why, where I got confused. Probably. Sarah Bareilles released hers, and then like uh, it was like four or five months later, the Katy Perry one came out. So they were probably both on the radio at the same exact time, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Um, I also did know her from The Waitress, which was a musical. Uh, I, think, I don't know if it was on Broadway or not, but it was pretty, pretty big. Um, was it on TV or something? No, it was a, a musical. Like uh, they made it into a movie eventually. Oh, okay. uh, that did fairly well. But the the play, I think, is still touring. She doesn't do it anymore because mm. she's now back to her music. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a pretty big undertaking is doing that. Oh yeah, seriously. Um, oh right, she wrote the musical. It was or did, or it was did, a book originally, but she wrote all the music. She wrote oh, all the music okay. and stuff gotcha. for, the, for the musical. Yeah. That's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to Kaleidoscope Part. Yeah. Um, this one, like I said, is her third studio album, um, and it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Wow. It was her, her first number one album, and it's pretty cool to to have a debut at number one. Um, and it was released after her second album, which was called Little Voice, and that was the album that had love songs. So that was her breakthrough. Okay. That was her breakthrough. This okay. is the follow-up. So there was some some pressure. For it um, to be really good. Yeah, and ultimately, she was she's pretty... Um, open about it she had a big writer's block i guess right after that oh really after all the pressure and whatnot right after the second album yeah but after she i, I guess eventually it took her some time but she wrote uncharted and that was the one that kind of opened the floodgates for where she wanted to go with the rest of the album yeah um uncharted's a catchy song very catchy um if you're gonna check out sarah Bareilles, side note i would recommend checking out some of the live things i don't know if you saw any videos or listen to any live stuff um only a little bit yeah but she's very good live um and she's pretty funny um, some yeah. may even say that she is fairly sassy. <laughs> fairly sassy. Yeah. Um, but boy, can she swear like a sailor. <laughs> and yeah. She comes out of the blue. Because <laughs> you don't expect that out of like this poppy, 
piano, piano driven. And, and she's always like wearing a dress and like all like cheerful, like bubbly. Yeah. And then she's dropping F bombs left and right. <laughs> like, what the heck? Um, but one more thing I want to say about Kaleidoscope Heart before we jump into Song by Song. Um, the producer, I think I had mentioned to you at least briefly, uh, the producer's name is Neil Avron. I believe I'm saying that right. A V R O N. Avron. 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 Yeah. Avron. Yeah. Um, but if you look at his credits, Sarah Bareilles is definitely the out, like outlier, really, by far and large. Interesting. Um, she's produced bands um, of the likes are Everclear, Newfound Glory, Yellow Card, Weezer, Linkin Park, Fallout Boy, The U, Say Anything, Disturbed, wow. and Vice Versa by Switchfoot. Oh, really? Interesting, huh? Wow. So Sarah Bareilles is, I, I would have not expected. A huge outlier on that yeah. list anyway. So wow, it went from like pop punk and disturbed like the really heavy stuff to this. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All over the board, and uh, the albums that he's done from these bands are like big ones too. Like yeah. the the um, the Weezer one was Make Believe, the one that had um, Beverly Hills. Oh wow, yeah, okay. Um, oh, Yellow Card album was was Ocean Avenue. Oh yeah, so their biggest yeah. one. So like a lot of big stuff. Dang. Yeah, it's not like random albums that people don't know. He he's very well regarded he's done some really good albums dang that's pretty crazy and he's done Sarah Bareilles he did a couple of her albums I believe he yeah. did maybe the follow up after this hmm. uh, but very cool very interesting shall we delve into the track by track yes track number one track number one is the title so, track title track yeah Kaleidoscope Heart and it's more of like an intro yes to like the whole theme of the album yeah. I read that it's the shortest song in her discography I don't know if that's true or not it's just where I read somewhere could be it's only like a minute long yeah all acapella style and whatnot. yep and it uh this comes from a line in the next song, Uncharted. We're mm-hmm. just talking about a kaleidoscope heart, but this kind of uh, builds on that. Talking about all the colors of the rainbow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the kaleidoscope part's a metaphor. Yes. What would you say it's a metaphor for? Uh, I mean, based on... It seems like it's almost a metaphor... Metaphor? <laughs> a metaphor, metaphor for uh, all the various emotions that you, one can have as a human being or... yeah. All the various different situations that make you into who you are. It's ever-changing, and you can yeah. look at it a bunch of different ways, and it's never going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, pretty good metaphor. A little intro to the album. Yeah. Let's move on to track number two, which is my first recommendation, Uncharted. Uncharted. And this song, I'm sure very intentionally, starts out in the exact same key as the the previous. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, I have to leave you on that last chord. Kaleidoscope. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And that piano comes in, and you're like, oh... This is just a continuation of the last song, almost, because yeah. it doesn't necessarily segue, but because it starts fairly abruptly and it's in the same key, you could put the two together. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was a single. I don't know if I said that. Okay, it was. Um, it I wasn't, did not know that. But it was, they released it in some capacity before the album came out. Makes sense, though. Um, I mean, it's a really catchy song. Yeah. It comes up with that bright piano. Very, yeah. very catchy. Very, very poppy. Um, and I think this, more than the intro, uh, the title track is a good example of what's to come. Yeah, for sure. Um, it has that really catchy uh, piano, like, driven bass line and melody, like, chords yes. and whatnot. Yeah. Lyrically, it sounds like she's in a dark place um, that's unfamiliar either mentally or emotionally, um, a place that one could call uncharted. <laughs> I mean, based on what you said after her second album, if she had writer's block and this was a big breakthrough. Yeah. Maybe she was literally writing about, like, I have no idea what's going on yeah. after this. And a lot of people have speculated that, too, like, saying, like, where where do you go writing now that there's all that pressure? Yeah. Um, and some people have even gone so far as to say that 
um, before Love Song, everything that she had was uncharted on the Billboard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. True. I mean, that might be a bit of a stretch, but you know, maybe. Um, but yeah, definitely, she she's. Uh, it's all uncharted. I feel like with the writer's block thing, this is definitely. It seems like about. that's what it would be about. Yeah, I really like the line where she says, "Compare where you are to where you want to be, and you'll get nowhere." Yeah. Sorry, my handwriting's. Not only is it really bad, but I wrote really small, so I'm having trouble reading my own handwriting. Um, but I really like that that line. Um, I think that kind of sums it up pretty well. It's the very last line before she goes into her final chorus. Yeah, because if you compare where you where you want to be to where you are right now, you're just going to get depressed. Yeah, and you'll get nowhere. And yeah, and you'll get nowhere. So she wants to go somewhere where there's no plans, where someone's never been before. Yeah, where uncharted. it's all uncharted. Yeah. Very good song. Very catchy. Fun. Uh, like the first time I heard this, when I listened to this album, the first time through, I was like, oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Shall we move on? We shall. Track number two is called Gonna Get Over You. This was another single. Good song. Um, and it, again, comes on strong with the piano. Yeah. do 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 Actually, this one starts off with that little... It almost sounds like something you would hear on Leave it to Beaver. Like, it sounds like it's on a turntable on an old radio. Yeah. And then that cuts out when the piano goes. Yeah. And then she starts singing. It's kind of like a doo-wop kind of sound. Yeah, it almost feels like that. There's, like, some oohs and ahs in the backgrounds. Ooh, am I gonna get over you? Yeah. Yeah. It's very catchy. Very poppy. Yeah, it's very poppy. It's a straight pop song. Not my favorite type of uh, aesthetic, but you're not traditionally a pop. It's still still very very catchy though. Yes, and has a lot lot of worth. Yes, I agree. And uh, I think the title and the chorus say it all. Yeah, I like, I like the chorus. Ooh, a lot. How am I gonna get over you? No, 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 no. I'll be alright. I'll be alright. But just but not, not tonight. tonight. Yeah. So obviously she's gone through a breakup and Ooh, she's knows it's gonna be a rough one. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I think that's a kind of a there's a lot of relationship songs on, on this album, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll go into all those little facets. <laughs> um we've got a track number four. The song is called Hold My Heart. Hmm. A little bit slower. Yes. So compared to the past two songs, which were real kind of, I don't want to say bubbly, but they're definitely poppy, kind of bouncy. I think bubbly is a good word. Bubbly is an okay word for it. This song is not bubbly at all. The song is more somber, more morose, more... But still catchy. Yeah, still very catchy. Yeah, still very catchy. Um, And I'm going to read somebody else's paraphrase from Lyric Genius. Okay. Because I think it was a pretty good one. Um, She said that this is about the fear that no one will understand you and your hidden secrets. um, And it's trying to like, build yourself up to be at a place where you can make people understand you or, or get them to, to tell your secrets. And I, I think that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah, she's, I think that definitely she's looking for sense. somebody to, to hold her heart, uh, but she's not ready to let go. Yeah. Cause like the main, the whole main line is like, can, or what is it? Uh, doesn't she phrase it as like a question? She's like, does anybody know how to hold does my heart? I don't know how to hold my heart. How to hold my heart. Cause I don't want to let go, let go, let go. Uh, oh, 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 too soon. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not entirely sure that it, it it might be about a relationship. Might not be. Um, could just be about trying to be open. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily need to be a, a trying in to a be relationship open and setting. trust people with with your feelings. Yeah, and that's another recurring theme that will come up on this album. Yeah, yeah, very catchy song, and it's kind of nice to they 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 put this in a good spot on the album mm-hmm. after those past after two songs. After two really poppy songs, yeah. it's, and it's, it's, I think this album all around is sequenced really well. I think so also, too. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number five, which is my next recommendation and probably the biggest song off of this album. 
This song is King of Anything. Oh, yes. This is the oh, biggest one, oh, right? Oh, 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 Yeah. This is definitely the biggest single from this album. Um, like, uh, you and I knew this song before. Yeah. We reviewed it. Yeah. Um, and I never made it my goal to listen to Sarah Bareilles before <laughs> no. now. But I still know this song. Yeah. Um, super duper catchy. Yes. Uh, very, very catchy. Um, thematically, it's about... Uh, well, I was watching a live video that I found on Lyric Genius, and she intros it by saying, this song is about people who should mind their own effing business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that yeah. being exactly what the song is about. So if I was just to, to hear that sentence, I would think like an angsty punk song. <laughs> right, And this yeah. is the like the, the biggest upbeat poppy song on the record. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, like that. But it is kind of an angry song if you were to like, yeah. like a passive angry song. Who cares if you disagree? Yeah. Who died? Who made you king of anything? Yeah. She's so passive about it. She's like, just yeah. drink your coffee while I stare at the window. And I'm, yeah. we're all entitled to your like opinions, but uh, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's, she's very passively angry in this song. Chorus is super infectious. Um, I think my favorite line is when she says, I hate to break it to you, babe, but I'm not drowning. There's no one to save here. Yeah. Um, so obviously she's sitting, um, I'm assuming, I get like across the table from a guy. She does not respect that he thinks he's all that and uh, saying, I don't really care. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me who to be, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Who, who died and made you king. Yeah. Which is another good reference, like uh, a good uh, phrase. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, if he's a king, then he thinks he's all that. All that. He thinks he's the man. But if you are the king because somebody died, then you really didn't earn anything. So it's also kind of like a... Another way to say like you, like you didn't, slight. you didn't earn your your way, like your, you didn't earn the right to to talk about my life. Yeah, you didn't earn the status that you're giving yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, very appropriate for for where she's going. Yeah, yeah, really good song. That's Agreed. really catchy. Uh, I dare anyone to listen to this song and not, and not kind of dance around. along. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Who dares if you disagree. The first line, the you know me. A real high. Yeah. So cares if you believe. Oh, oh, oh. I also saw another live video where she split the audience in half. Yeah. And she would have the first half say, oh, oh. And then the second half would go, oh, oh. <laughs> and then, oh, 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 oh. And then she had them doing the background while she continued the song. That was pretty cool. Kind of reminded me of Ben Folds because he does some similar things. Yeah. But really cool. It's always fun when artists do that when you're at a live yeah, show. Yeah, she, uh, her like songwriting style does kind of remind me of Ben Folds too, yeah, a little bit, yeah. With with not like the poppiness, like they're poppy, ben Folds is less poppy, but um, they play piano, they sing, and they, they, they curse piano, a lot. They sing really well. <laughs> <laughs> they sing really well, and they write like amazingly catchy songs. Yeah. It'd be cool to see like a, a like a split or a duet record between the two of them. That actually would be pretty cool. Yeah, and then see them on tour when they're promoting it. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it well, won't. Well, Ben Folds and Sarah Bareilles, there's your next album idea. You're welcome. What would it be called? Sarah Folds. <laughs> Sarah Folds. Or uh, Ben Bareilles. Ben Bareilles. Sarah Folds. That's the best. Barra Farellis. Barra Farellis. Ben and Sarah. Send Bolds. <laughs> Send Bolds. <laughs> I don't I like know. that one too. I don't know. Piano time. <laughs> Piano time. I was going to try to think of something really clever and it just couldn't think of anything. And then you just kind of muttered out P 
piano time. Yeah, because that's like there's dueling pianos, but you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? That'd be really cool. Hopefully it happens. If it doesn't, that's all right. Let's move on to track number six. This song is called Say Yo Sorry. Say, say, yo, sorry. The song is bouncy again, but not as yeah. not as fast or poppy or upbeat as the last one, even though it is a bouncy, bubbly song. Um, it's about knowing that a relationship is over, like you know it's it's going south, and yeah. and the significant other also knows it's going south. But before she leaves, she just wants him to say, "Yeah, hey, sorry." Yeah, just acknowledge that. It takes two to tango. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Really catchy song, yeah. though. Very catchy. Say, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And up to this this part, uh, it's all been fairly bubbly, poppy songs. Yeah. Uh, the next song, I think, is where they, that she really starts to change really a little bit of the Really switches up gears a little bit. Yeah. Track number seven is called The Light. <laughs> <laughs> the Light. She doesn't really do the ta. No, she doesn't. That's more of a Michelle Branch thing. <laughs> she does, what's that song? Turn it inside out so I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to Michelle Branch and try not to hear that. Yeah, and it might just be that song, but she, oh boy, does she do it? What's the chorus on that song? Cause yeah, everywhere to me. <laughs> Very catchy song. Do, 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 it's you I, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, the light by Sarah Bareilles, track number seven. Um. It's the first slower song to show up on this album, and yep. it won't be the last. Mm. I guarantee it. Nope. Um, more of an emotional and somber feel, even though some of the others, like uh, Hold My Heart, was a little bit more somber. Um, this one is more, way, way more emotional, I'd say. Yeah, like more, uh, more like, com- uh, not, sorry, not complacent. That's not the right word I'm looking for. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That, that was the word that popped in my head. And then complacent. as I was saying it, I was like, this is not how I should describe this song. Yeah, I wouldn't say complacent, but it's it's definitely slower, a little bit more piano driven, um, and her her voice is really shining on this one. I think. Yeah. Um, I read that this song could have religious undertones. I'm not entirely sure that I agree with that. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Um, but it could. I mean, I can see how one could make the argument based on the lyrics, but I didn't do enough research on this. Someone said that they found a video where she said that, and I didn't find the video, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's why I can say I'm not sure. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah. I mean, it could easily just be about um, wanting to go towards what's best for your, yourself. Yeah. It seems like she was talking yeah. to someone saying they like will trust what they say is best or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, moving on to another slower song. Um, the next song, track number eight, is called Basket Case, and it's my honorable mention. My favorite song in the album. Oh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. I might not have picked that Acoustic guitar driven Yes More The somber. first acoustic guitar First yeah. song that's not piano driven Yeah Yeah So it's This is I think the first Big 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 change of pace You uh She uses less of her Like upper uh, Vocal range And she kind of goes more down Um In the The lower part of her range Which I think yeah. sounds Is Gives a really nice Different timbre to her voice And I think it sounds Really good I mean she doesn't really hit I mean, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, I don't think she hits any real high notes at all in this mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's a really good song. It's about being a wreck emotionally about somebody else who who's no longer yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Um, and I'll, she has said in some interview or some or in her book um, that it's not about a relationship. It was about a plutonic relationship. Oh, really? I, I 
I might be remembering incorrectly, but I think it was a musician who she worked with mm. who was just like a really good friend. And then and they had a falling out. Something of those sorts. And oh. again, I could be wrong, but I th- I'm pretty sure that's... I knew it wasn't about like a, a romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting too. Yeah, that really is. I'm just a basket case without yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, the bridge. Yeah. I really. just, in general, like the chord choices in this song and yeah. the whole f- feel of the, of the yeah. song. The guitar sounds really good, too. I, I don't yeah. know if it's either tune lower or if it's an open tuning, but it, it sounds really nice. I think real it, warm it sounds sounding. like uh, an open tuning. Yeah, it could me. be. Very warm, rich sound on that guitar. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next song, which is my favorite song on the record and my last recommendation. It's called Let the Rain. Let Let the Rain? Yes. Let the rain fall down in Africa. <laughs> Let the rain fall down in Africa. Oh yeah, that's what I'm so, thinking of. Well, that's Hillary Duff, but oh. <laughs> we're not we're not duffing it right now. We're not um, duffing about. This song starts My on name's gu- not guitar Simpson. again. Yes, it does. But instead of the strummed out chords like Basket Case, it's palm muted. So you're like, ooh, faster. Ooh. Then the drums come in. Um, it's a lot more fun than Basket Case. Um, it's not a, like a, doesn't mean it's any better. It's just, a, it's it's more, it's a little it's more, more upbeat. bouncy. More upbeat, Definitely yeah. more upbeat. Yeah. Um, I think this song is about getting the confidence and courage to open up to others. Like kind of, we're talking about uh, wanting to like show your emotions on that, whatever that other song we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get rid of stuff I had. Um, but I think this one is a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, she uses the rain as a reference, like a metaphor for that a lot. Yeah. Where she's like, I want to duck in the sky. but it's definitely a metaphor i think for her opening up yeah Um, but she also got the line where she's like i want to be enough and i was like every time i hear i'm like oh you're probably enough don't don't be sad (laughs) all right because it's real sad that was is this a song where it starts off where they're saying i wish i was uh, i wish i was pretty pretty enough i wish i was brave yeah Yeah. i was like you're probably pretty (laughs) you're probably brave you wrote you wrote the song (laughs) yeah yeah um but i think i think just writing the songs but I mean, being even, open. Yeah, but I mean, even in that case, like, like that uh, self doubt or yeah. whatever else. I mean, even if other people view you differently, it doesn't really change how you view yourself. Yeah, but a lot of times she's putting her insecurities on the page here. Yeah. yeah, wearing her heart on her sleeve, as it were. Yeah, I'd say so. Really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I Agreed. really, really like this song. Same. Um, moving on to track number ten. The song's called Number Ten. Machine Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, none of the sounds just the, the word machine gun um, this song this has a different feel to it as well it's the first of two songs I think really a really interesting well, this whole second half of the, the the record I think has a lot of different feels starting with Basket Case on the acoustic guitar I think yeah. it's, it, this is where the album starts to go rogue I guess yeah, is a good way to say it starts to go rogue um, but this one has got another different feel not fast it's not slow somewhere in the middle but, but it almost has like a more of like a flowy minor it's, like flowiness. It's not bouncy. It's flowy. Yeah. Um, and there's this guitar tone that comes in, and it almost reminds me of that like underwater feel from Octopus's Garden by yeah. the Beatles. I mean, if you listen to the two, you say no, but that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Not not like a clone sound, but I get that vibe for some reason. Yeah, it's it very almost, interesting. The guitar. It's very like like not really saturated in reverb, but just enough to where, like the re- reverb they have and like the flange they have kind of gives it. Well, it's not like flange; it's, it's more flange. of a tremolo. Yeah, maybe maybe a, maybe a slight chorus. I don't know. Yeah, 
but definitely but a lot sounds, of verb on there. It sounds really like, like you said, flowy. Yeah, really good flowy. song. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't have any evidence to back this up, but uh, according to Lyric Genius, this might have some implications towards critics, okay. music critics who okay. like to fire shots. Catch my drift. <laughs> Put down your machine gun. Yeah, calm, calm down, um, guys. Yeah, maybe. Throw away your pitchfork. Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> it's called that because pitchfork's an angry mob of people who don't like good music. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, anyways, <clears throat> let's move on to track number 11. The song's called Not Alone. Not Alone. Another really different vibe song. Mm-hmm. This is the bluesy song. Yes. But, um, weird for, song. For a second, I thought you were doing the. This is not Pink Panther. But he's always alone, too. But is he actually alone? Jacques Cousteau. Oh, Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau. Oui. Um, but this is an interesting song. Um, lyrically, it's a little darker and a little bit more metaphoric. Yeah. Um, and the chorus gets more back to more of her like bouncy sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very short-lived, and you get back to that bluesy vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's the only song on this record that sounds like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say that this song and the previous one, Machine Gun, are very unique in that way. Agreed. Agreed. So we want to track number 12, the penultimate track. Mm. The song is called Breathe Again. <sighs> Oh yeah, this one, this one's interesting. Another some slow some one. of the lyrics are interesting in this one. Yeah, this song's about um, obviously a, po- a post breakup. Yeah, um, and she's really struggling. Yeah, um, like really bad. Yeah, like uh, one of the line lines is, uh, "He's the air I would kill to breathe." Yeah, um, and then shortly after that, she says, "Out of breath, I am left hoping someday I'll breathe again." Yeah, quite a bit it's of a like, bummer. Oof. This song. Yeah. Um, and again, on Lyric Genius, this is someone else who I didn't check the citation, so it could be wrong, but they said that she was talking about this song. And she said by the time she finished the song, she was like, after she had finished writing it, she was like in tears. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this, this one must have come from a real personal place. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely tell. It sounds like. Um, with the way she sings some of the lines, you can definitely tell that it like is yeah. very emotional for yeah. her. And this hits in that lower register, too. Yeah. I'll breathe again. It's, it is, <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty breathy too like it's, yeah. it's a pretty airy song um it's slow um and for the last song you think gotta pick it up and leave a, a nice big last song nope nope Blue track Bird. number 13 bluebird, bluebird is quite in. the opposite and it's but the most I think, stripped song from the, the record i think it's a very uh positive message though i do too i i think we're uh, some of these like i'll breathe hoping i'm hoping i'll breathe again yeah it's really kind of a bummer, and maybe you'll breathe again. It's it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Where Bluebird, where it's still a breakup song, it does have a positive message. Yeah. Putting a positive spin on it, saying like, like you can do it, Bluebird. Yeah. So she's reflecting on a post breakup. Get back up and fly. Gotta let him go. But she's the Bluebird, and she's yeah, knowing that she's got to be alone, and she's got to relearn how to be independent again. Yeah. Like the second verse, like the first verse is all about the the breakup. He wrote a note or whatever. But the second verse is all about her. Like my wings are rusty because I've kept them at my side too long. Now I gotta yeah. figure out how to carry myself or fly away or something like that. Yeah, um, but I think the last line of that course is like, "But if I fly away, that means goodbye." Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, there's still some inner turmoil there, but it's 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 written very nicely that she's she's letting him go, Bluebird, and she's gonna mm-hmm. do it alone for a while. Oh yeah, because the the hook is "Let him go, Bluebird." Yeah, yeah. And aside from the very first 
track on this this album, which was all acapella, just a whole bunch of voices. This is a, the other most stripped back version, and probably more stripped back because the yeah. acapella one had a ton of layers, a ton of harmonies. Yeah, this, this one I think just has for piano, right? Piano and vocals, maybe a couple background things here and there, yeah. background vocals, but it's mainly just piano and vocals. Really yeah. nice, different, like an unexpected way to close out the album. Yeah, but I think it works though. It definitely I works. I think it works pretty well. This yeah. song wouldn't have really worked if it were like in the middle of the album or if it were somewhere else in the album. I don't think. I don't think it would have worked as well. It, yeah, it might not have had the same effect. But I mean, there's there's probably a reason they chose this song. I think so. And I think it kind of closes out the whole, like the whole quote unquote story of the album. Yeah, because it begins with talking about all the various ranges of. Emotions, emotions in the, cl- in the, the kaleidoscope part and then this last song ends with saying like you can do it yeah <laughs> like you'll get through it no matter what it is yeah you're a bluebird you flew before and you're gonna do yeah. it again and you're gosh darn cute bluebird <laughs> bluebirds are nice yeah blue jays they blue, are blue jays are not blue jays are mean yeah blue jays are very territorial yes <laughs> yeah they'll attack other birds that come close there was one bird that attacked me i don't think it was a blue jay but i was running on a trail and I must have gotten too close to their nest. And they flew and went, and like scratched my head with their feet. And I was like, God, get out of here. I got chased by a, a goose once. Um, but it definitely had children that I got too close to. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was hissing. It was creepy. Yeah, geese are weird, man. They hiss. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought they just went, like ducks. We also got chased by a turkey, but we were in a car. <laughs> it must have had a nest nearby that we couldn't see but my mom was driving and the turkey was in the middle of the road so she stopped and then like it started chasing like running after the car and she like put it in reverse she's like i don't know what to do luckily there was two ways to get out of our neighborhood so we went out the other I way don't know what to do. <laughs> that's so funny it was an angry turkey yeah maybe the turkey's like i know thanksgiving's right around the corner I'll, <laughs> i'm jerks. not going down <laughs> you jerks. you'll have to kill me first Hopefully somebody did, because that thing was pecking at cars. That's so funny. Anyways, I'm, I was pretty happy with this album. I didn't know why. I, I mean, I, I had a basic idea of what to expect. Same, um, same. Just because I knew those two songs before listening to this album. Yeah, which but makes sense. I was pleasantly surprised Yeah, at how much I was like, oh, I like this. Like, it's really good. It is. I'd like to see you on concerts sometime. Really well done songs. Uh, really diverse sounding album. Yeah. Because when you but, come with someone who's just a piano player, sometimes you run the risk of maybe having everything sound the same. Yeah. But I think... But it was still... A ben really, Foles does a similar thing where he really makes every song sound, like have its own unique yeah. feel. Yeah. It's all very cohesive, all really well done. Yeah. It's a good album. Very good album. Very good album. Yeah. Worthy I'll, of that I'll number one it. debut. Yeah. Yes. So check it out. Um, Like I, like I said, I, I, I'd like really like to see her live in concert. I've, I've heard she puts on a good show. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm looking forward. Next week is a one-off. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do for that. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. But the following week is a repeating week. Yep. Episode 88. Um, So for that, I'm going to recommend to you an album, which I'll recommend as soon as you tell me which album I'm going to listen to. (laughs) Okay. Um, The album that you're going to be listening listening to is uh, one that I think you're going to be slightly ready for now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, You've already listened to this band once, obviously, and uh, it, I know it took you a long time then. So I'm hoping, as you've listened to Radiohead before and many other albums that have broadened your horizon, I'm hoping that you'll have a better time with Animal Collective again. No! <laughs> Except instead of their 2009 release, uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion, you'll be listening to their 2007 release, Strawberry Jam. This is... 
Something I've been dreading. I know you have, but I think you're ready for it. I don't know about that. I think you are. I'm going to be very negative when I listen to this the first time. Just heads up. You're just going to have to get that thought out of your head. You'll have to uh, be like, who is this band that I've never listened to before? I've heard they're an experimental um, electronic band. That's pretty much all I know, though. So I'll go into it with an open mind. That's what you want me to do. But here's what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> oh, this band is so dumb. This is terrible. And I'm going to I'm gonna hit play, and it's going to be like this, something like this. I'm be like, oh, my gosh. This is the worst day of my life. It actually starts off more like this. Exactly. I'm going to put, be putting pencils in my ears. Maybe it'll warm up on me. I'm going to give it a try, but I'm not going to be bone. happy about it. A piece of bone. A piece of bone. Well, you're torturing me with this. I'm going to yeah. give you a delight of a record. Okay. Bayside. We're going back to Bayside. Okay. Uh, the album is Killing Time. Um, you know at least one song off of this. Sick, sick, sick. Sick, sick, sick. Yeah. Um, but this is probably my favorite of their record. Oh, one of my favorite of their records. Okay. If not my favorite. Um, okay. I think it's great. The only reason I didn't recommend it for you originally is because I think the other one, Walking Wounded, might have had some better... It was more... I don't know. It was more when they were bigger. More breakthrough I think it had gotcha. their biggest song on it, which was Duality. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to come together. You're going to have a fun album to review, and I'm going to have that other one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a, a very fun album to review, Steve. It's going to be something. It's going to be great. So, again, that, that is episode 88. That'll be in two weeks, and next week will be a fun mystery one-off. 87. 87. A mystery one-off. Um, hit us up on social medias, um, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter, Fasabuka. Um, just look up American Brews and Tunes. Yeah. Um, send us an email at uh, AmericanBrewsandTunes at gmail.com. Yeah. Just hit us up if you want to say anything nice about the podcast or anything mean. Just say something because we want to see someone say something. <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate. No. Um, if you want to make a recommendation, we obviously do that. That's what this episode was. Just yeah, let us know an album sure. you want to, an album you love, hate, or indifferent to, anything in between. Doesn't really matter. We'll listen to it and we will review it. Yeah. We'll be honest. Yeah. We'll bring out the pitchforks if we need to. Except we're not going to write in a magazine called Pitchfork. No, we'll talk about it on this podcast. Metaphorical uh, pitchforks, everybody. What are you thinking about this beer now that we're down to the last few drops? Tastes the same. It's really good. Yeah, this is a very tasty beer. I would, I'd find more of this. If, I, uh, if I'm looking for a beer that tastes like candy, like a sour candy, this is it. Yeah. It's tart, but it's not like, I would, ooh! I would definitely... <laughs> it's definitely not like, but it's kind of like, when something's really sour, you're just like, oh, oh, tart. This one's more like, ooh. It's more like, oh, I like that. This is a nice, this is a tasty beverage. <laughs> um, would I get it again? Yeah. Probably not for another month or six months. <laughs> just because I'm, you know, I don't go looking for this beer every single day. Yeah, but if you, like, just say you were at a brewery and you saw this on tap. I'd be like, yeah, I'm why in not? the mood for a candy beer. Yeah. yeah why why not? not? Anyways, let's say we uh, finish these beers. Sounds like a plan. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes, Shit, bit of people down! Down the piano playing hatch. Ah, that was very tasty. Very good. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. Und. Uh, I was going to say it in German. <laughs> and. 
My name is Jesse Titus. <laughs> As the Germans would say, und, Jesse Titus. Und meine Name, meine ist, Name ist Jesse, Jesse Titus. Titus. You are Japanese. <laughs> my name is Jesse Titus. <laughs> Not German at all. But that is, they were buddies in World War II. <laughs> so maybe oh if they would have won, maybe that's what we'd all be saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Hey, uh, the US, dark times. U.S. almost spoke German. was almost a national language. That would be a good way. Well, nah, I like English better. Oh, mm. if we spoke German, it was I'd, close. I'd probably say, I like German. Ich liebe German be like, better. Oh, what is this UK? Oh, terrible. Anyway, well, thanks That's for joining us for this bad. fun episode <laughs> where we all speak English and not German. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, my name is Stephen Johnson. My name is Jesse Titus. And we'll see you next week on American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity-day.